This audiobook is narrated by an AI narrator on behalf of the author. Preface When I was a financial planner, I would often start off the initial fact-finding interview by asking the prospective client a cryptic question, what is your most valuable financial asset? Without hesitation, the prospective client would start listing down all their priced assets. I acknowledged their answers, but I would tell them, your most valuable financial asset is your earning power. In other words, it is your ability to achieve results that people will pay you for. Think about it. If you were to look at any company's annual report, you will notice that some assets and resources depreciate over time. The only asset that the company can help to appreciate is their people. When the company grows its people, the people increase their contribution ability which can then significantly impact the company's bottom line. We see this in sports too. In many team sports, there will be one player who is deemed to have contributed the most to the success of the team in the entire league, season or tournament. This player is known as the most valuable player, MVP. MVPs are usually voted by their fellow team members as well as their fans. They are seen as role models who demonstrate work-related and personal goals to which others aspire. In soccer, Lionel Andres Messi, FC Barcelona, Neymar, FC Barcelona, and Cristiano Ronaldo, Real Madrid, are among the top 20 most valuable players for 2016. Other famous MVPs include LeBron James and Kobe Bryant in American basketball, as well as Tom Brady in American football. The term MVP is now also commonly used in other completely unrelated fields such as business and music. In the field of business, MVPs are people who constantly increase the value of their work to their organization. As the title of this book shows, we'll be using a variation of the term MVP which means most valuable professional instead. Just like their counterparts in team sports, these professionals constantly increase the value of the work they carry out for their respective organizations and inspire others to do the same. MVPs tend to have some top qualities of a valuable employee such as taking initiative, taking responsibility, giving credit to others, being responsive, being dependable, having a strong work ethic, supporting boss and co-workers, leadership, resourcefulness. Because they possess these qualities, MVPs will always be in demand no matter the position, field, or profession. They are highly sought after for their skills, well-built solid track records and hallmarks that differentiate them from other workers. When I began my research on the contents of this book in 2015, the global economy was slowing down, and the situation has been deemed even gloomier in 2016. Organizations have to keep evolving to stay productive and profitable. Inevitably, certain drastic measures have to be taken, and some of these measures have significant impacts on the workforce. Reduction of manpower is just one of many such measures organizations take to remain profitable. Many workers are not spared from the risk of being made redundant. Possessing outstanding paper qualifications and a core set of skills no longer promises or guarantees job security. In a short time, a department or whole company could get restructured or even go out of business. Employees could find themselves jobless with little or no warning. According to a report on Yahoo News, some companies in Singapore have been laying off employees since late 2015. Here's the list of companies from the report. 1. Standard Chartered 2. HSBC 3. RWS 4. Rakuten 5. Maersk 6. Yahoo Singapore 7. Barclays 8. Royal Bank of Scotland 9. Credit Suisse 10. Deutsche Bank AG 11. Goldman Sachs To make matters worse, this list is not exhaustive, as there are other companies undergoing restructuring due to global economy slowdown. According to the Labor Market Survey conducted by the Manpower Research and Statistics Department of Singapore Manpower Ministry, the number of workers laid off in 2015 added up to 15,580. Higher skilled employees and middle-aged employees were the hardest hit by layoffs in 2015. 
Going by occupational group, professionals, managers, executives, and technicians, PMETs, formed the bulk of redundancies, 71.1%. The situation has not gotten any better in 2016. In the first quarter of 2016, around 4,600 workers were made redundant and the number of unemployed Singapore citizens was 50,800. Layoffs are inevitable when organizations are trying to remain competitive and cost-effective. In sports, layoffs are not uncommon when some mid-career sportsmen do not have their contract renewed. How this book came about In my course of work, I have met many mid-career professionals, managers, and executives PMEs. I noticed that a handful of people in this group are able to remain employed. Not only they are able to remain employed, they are also highly employable and sought after by companies. I see them as the prototypical MVPs. This book is my attempt to identify their key qualities so that I can help you become an MVP too. This book has three parts. Part 1, Knowing the Arena gives you an overview of the current world of work. Part 2, Owning the Game shows you how to become an MVP. Lastly, Part 3, Winning the Game will provide you with more strategies to boost your employability. By the time you come to the end of this book, you should be able to identify the characteristics of an MVP. But that is not enough. You will only have attained knowledge. What I hope you will do after reading this book is to internalize the characteristics of an MVP and use them to help you improve your employability and succeed in the professional world. The difference is between knowing and doing. If you can become an MVP, you will be able to get along and build strong relationships with people of different personalities. Adapt to changes inside and outside your workplace. Strengthen your position with authority. Make yourself more visible inside and outside your workplace. Make your skills traversable. It's just like exercising. Many of us know that exercising is beneficial to our health, but not everyone makes time to exercise. Ultimately, you are responsible for your own health. Similarly, as an employee, it is your own responsibility to ensure that you have a healthy career. What I'm trying to impress upon you is that you need to modify your behavior if you want to achieve a different result. If you do what you've always done, you will get what you've always gotten. After all, as Einstein said, nothing happens until something moves. Part 1. Knowing the Arena Chapter 1. The Game is Changing Progress is impossible without change, and those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. George Bernard Shaw The Future of Work I have said in the preface that employment rates are going down. This is not only due to the economic downturn, but also due to changing trends in the world of work. As the world evolves, so do industries and our attitudes towards work. The game is changing, the rules and the players are moving along with it. To become an MVP, you need to know how the game is changing and stay one step ahead of the curve. Here are some of the findings in PwC's report, The Future of Work, A Journey to 2022. The chance to take control of their career, what they do, and when is what 29% of people around the world most want from a job. 46% of HR professionals expect at least 20% of their workforce to be made up of contractors or temporary employees by 2022. Two out of five people around the world believe that traditional employment won't be around in the future. Instead, people will have their own brands and sell their skills to those who need them. Based on findings such as these, PwC's report predicts that in 2022, there will be three distinct worlds of work, blue, green, and orange. In the blue world, organizations will compete to headhunt the best talent available using extensive search and evaluation methods. Talent will be drawn to the organization by the potential for high earnings, job security and status. Employees' rewards will be based on finely tuned performance metrics. The blue world is suitable for people who are dynamic, ambitious and hardworking. People working in this world have high expectations of their employer and demand the best rewards in return for their commitment. They expect to be given overseas assignments and job rotations within the company. 
In the green world, organizations will pursue like-minded talents to expand growth and cherish selected talents with the right behaviors and attitudes. Talent will be drawn to the organization based on its brands, values, and culture. Employees' rewards will be based on good corporate citizenship, good behavior, and good performance. The green world is suitable for people who value loyalty, corporate responsibility, and environmental friendliness. These people expect their employer to provide them with continued learning and development opportunities. They like to be coached and mentored. The rewards from charity or social work outweigh their salary. These people also want to explore alternative careers and enjoy lifestyle benefits. Finally, in the orange world, organizations will use technology to provide the solution to finding and evaluating contractors as suppliers of key skills. Talent will be drawn to the organization based on the organization's reputation, both offline and online. Employees' rewards will be based on projects or contracts completed. The orange world is suitable for people who value rapidity, flexibility, agility, autonomy, and variety. These people are not the 9-to-5 office type. Professional co-working spaces or cafes are some places where they prefer to work. They prefer to work on their own terms, often for multiple employers at a time. These people are highly tech-savvy and have strong social, business, and collaborative networks. These worlds of work are vastly different from one another and reflect very different attitudes and motivations towards work. Let's take a look at some of the current trends in the professional world that might lead to the diversification of these projected worlds. Rise in employment insecurity across the world since the financial crisis. Over the last decade, job losses due to company downsizing are a clear sign that there is no more job security in a world which is increasingly volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous. Today, employees have to shift their mindset and do more than what they are currently doing. They need to be highly competent in more than one field of work. They might need to build many income portfolios in case their core job is made redundant. If you are now gainfully employed, you have to start asking yourself the following questions. When was the last time I upgraded my skills? How can I be more valuable to my company and contribute to the company's bottom line? Will I be able to transfer my skills over to another role within the company? Do I have skills that are in high demand by potential employers? Will I be able to amplify my value to potential employers when I decide to advance my career? If you want to become a MVP, you need to know how to score by doing well in your job. You also need to know how the MVP recruiters, employers and potential employers, attract MVPs. You need to identify the activities that would contribute most value to your organization. Hiring in the digital age. In recent years, more and more MVP recruiters are using social networks like Facebook and LinkedIn to hire MVPs. According to an article published on the website Independent, one-third of employers use social media to recruit. Facebook remains the favorite social media network with 75% of recruiters suggesting it American Samoa the most popular platform for candidate selection, followed by Twitter, 57%, and LinkedIn, 38%. Today, the world of recruiting has gone nearly 100% digital. Employers can now quickly learn about the person that they want to hire before they meet them simply doing an online search. Although traditional resumes are still acceptable, you need to have an online profile consisting of keywords that potential employers can search quickly. Having an online presence is especially critical to people who work independently because they need to be visible. Working independently is another career option that more employees have begun to explore in the recent years. This can also be a career option for you if you choose to be your own boss. The Abundance of Talent in the Marketplace In 2015, The Straits Times assembled a distinguished panel for a roundtable discussion about the impact of changing work trends in Singapore. The discussion was published in The Straits Times article Future of Work, forget about having a job for life on July 1st that year. The panelists agreed that the traditional notion of a secure job in a large organization is losing relevance. 
This statement must not be ignored because the current economy is an open one where talent is abundant and easily sourced using technology. Due to high operating costs, organizations have realized that access to talent is more important than ownership of talent. Organizations can easily tap into the massive pool of skilled talents and assemble their A-team to achieve better business objectives. Panelist Aisha Khanna, co-founder and chief executive of the Keys Academy, said technology has allowed for the emergence of networks of free agents that come together and dynamically form teams to work on projects. Khanna's view echoed the result of another research report on the future of work done by the UK Commission for Employment and Skills. This report stated that technology will pervade every work environment, digitization will continue to affect jobs and skills at all levels, all sectors. Jobs will become more fluid, interconnected, and network-oriented. There will be greater innovation between disciplines because of convergence between sectors to remain competitive. This will also lead to hybridization of skills. Financial technology, also known as fintech, is one example of a rising industry which merges different sectors. Towards the future. In the future, employee flexibility will be greater and working individuals will have to shoulder more responsibility, including for skills development. Personal agility and resilience to changes will become vital qualities to possess. Now, let's return to the three worlds of work that PwC has projected for the year 2022. It seems quite daunting to choose which world you belong to, but what if I told you that you don't have to choose? Well, if you become an MVP, you will be able to thrive in any of these worlds. Because MVPs emphasize employability instead of employment, they will be able to thrive regardless of which world they enter. Employability is the ability to enthrall potential employers with indisputable capabilities to optimize personal development and job growth. The focus on employability means that MVPs develop a wide range of skills and abilities, helping them adapt easily into any of these worlds of work. How, you may ask. We will talk about how to become an MVP in part two of this book. But for now, let's take a look at what you should do to stay in the game. Chapter 2, Staying in the Game The Story of Mark A good friend of mine, Mark began his career as a junior currency trader in the mid-70s. He worked his way up to head a department in the mid-80s. Life was very comfortable for Mark back then. He was drawing a five-figure monthly salary. He got married and purchased his first home, a freehold property. Unfortunately, the oil crises in 1986 caused him lose his job overnight. Mark's company was severely hit by the crisis and was forced to close down its operations in Singapore. Mark was retrenched. He began searching for a job and nailed one down three months later. The role and responsibilities were quite similar to his previous job. Mark was doing very well until he was hit by another retrenchment wave in year 2000 after the burst of the dot-com bubble. He was in his mid-40s. Mark took up an outplacement service, which was included in his retrenchment package. An outplacement service is the effort made by a downsizing company to help former employees transition to new jobs and reorient themselves in the job market. The person who facilitates the career transition is known as an outplacement consultant and career coach. While receiving the outplacement service, Mark was introduced to the subject of career management and realized that he had to take charge of his career. He developed a new interest in career coaching and got himself certified as a career coach after his outplacement program. One of the career options that Mark explored during his outplacement program was self-employment. With a keen interest and the new knowledge acquired in career management, Mark started a career coaching business. He began coaching retrenched employees and creating awareness of career management by contributing articles to forums, newspapers, and job search portals. One day, Mark read a forum article contributed by the CEO of a big insurer about the idea of employment and mindset shift. Mark had an idea of offering career coaching to the insurer's policyholders. He drafted a proposal and sent it to the CEO. The CEO liked his idea and hired him to become the insurer's in-company career consultant on a two-year contract basis. 
While working for the insurer, Mark continued to look out for opportunities that allow him to return to his previous industry as a trader. He maintained close contact with his old network and kept his finger on the pulse of the trading industry. In 2006, Mark returned to full-time employment as a VP of investment banking. He was doing very well until he was retrenched in 2009 during the subprime mortgage crisis. Some high flyers may not be able to stomach three retrenchments within three decades. It seemed like a never-ending cycle where a business would hit the rocks every 10 years. Their ego would be hit badly. Not for Mark though. Instead of giving up, Mark intensified his job search using his career management knowledge and skills. Without any shame, he put word out to his network that he was unemployed and looking for a job. He finally got a great offer as a market analyst with a foreign bank three months later. He was performing exceptionally well in his job when his company decided to downsize some operational units in 2011. After experiencing three retrenchments, Mark was certain that he would be on the list of redundancy and was readily prepared for retrenchment. But he was not retrenched. It was not another game over for him. Mark was still in the game. His boss promoted him to head a department. Besides his sharp analytical and prudent decision-making skills, Mark's boss recognized his coaching skills and believed he could coach his team to achieve better results. Mark has since become an MVP in his company. I caught up with him and asked him for advice for people who are currently employed, as well as for those who have been retrenched. His advice to the employed. Take charge of your career and be valuable to your employer. Understand what's happening in the world and workplace. To the retrenched, it isn't game over unless you believe it is. Never give up until you get the next job. Understand workplace trends. MVPs that succeed in the workplace are those who are constantly adapting, developing new skills and embracing changes in the workplace. They always keep their finger on the pulse, understanding trends in the workplace and the world's labor market. It is important that you do this as well, so that you are able to respond to changes that might affect your working environment. If you are looking for job opportunities and growth, you will want to focus on the industries that are adding the most new jobs where your skills can be transferred. Here are some occupations that are currently in demand. 1. Computer Programmer Information and data are extremely vital in today's digitally connected world. Companies need to have a robust information and technology infrastructure to ensure smooth business operations. They also need to ensure that their critical information and data are highly secured. Any security breaches or lapses in their IT system can result in heavy consequences. Because of that, there is a growing demand for computer programmers to develop and monitor IT systems. If you have an interest in becoming a computer programmer, you will need to have the relevant qualifications in computer programming. The Diploma in Digital Forensics offered by Termosake Polytechnic is one course to prepare for this job. 2. Environment Engineer Our environment is constantly changing. All across the world, people are facing new and challenging environmental issues every day. Pollution, global warming, waste disposal, deforestation and climate change are just some of the many environmental issues that currently affect our daily lives. If you are deeply concerned with protecting people from the effects of adverse environmental effects, becoming an environment engineer could be a possible career option for you. You will need to have some qualifications in environmental science and environmental engineering. There are four institutions offering such courses. The National University of Singapore, Neon Polytechnic, Nanyang Technological University, and Singapore University of Technology and Design. 3. Daycare Provider These days, many parents have full-time jobs and prefer to leave their kids with a daycare provider instead of a domestic helper. Most daycare providers require qualified teaching staff members. So if you have a keen interest in child development, you can consider this career option. You will need to have the relevant qualifications in early childhood or child development. The Diploma in Early Childhood Education offered by Neon Polytechnic and the Bachelor of Early Childhood Education with Management offered by Sim University are some programs to prepare you for this job. 4. 
Elder Care Specialist. The world is aging rapidly. People aged 60 and older make up 12.3% of the global population, and by 2050, that number will rise to almost 22%. Singapore is also feeling the impact of a rapidly population, and this unfavorable demographical change would cause profound problems for the country as predicted by Prime Minister Lee Shin Long. Based on trends, if we project into 2050, even with immigration, the population pyramid will be inverted. We are going to be growing old faster than any society in the world. There is also more demand for healthcare and social services. If you have an interest in meeting this demand and enjoy interacting with the elderly, you need to equip yourself with the knowledge and skills in gerontology to perform this job. Many academic institutions have begun to offer gerontology-related courses. The Diploma in Gerontological Management Studies offered by Termasek Polytechnic and the Graduate Diploma and Master of Gerontology offered by Sin University are just some of the many courses available. 5. Home Health Aid Many elderly folks prefer to live in their own homes for as long as possible. Some of them choose to recuperate from their illnesses at home after being discharged from the hospital. These people rely heavily on professional home health aides to monitor and maintain their well-being. Home health aides benefit from flexible scheduling and short commutes. If looking after the elderly appeals to you, becoming a home health aide is a possible career option. The relevant healthcare support courses offered by SingHealth Alice Lee Institute of Advanced Nursing within Singapore General Hospital are what you need to prepare you for this job. 6. Social Employee With more senior citizens applying for government benefits, there is a growing demand for qualified social employees in government agencies and non-profit organizations. The social employee has to assure that residents of a community can take full advantage of the assistance programs and schemes available. This is one of the hottest mid-career options in town, as reported in the Straits Times on May 19, 2015. If you want to become a social services employee, you can embark on the Professional Conversion Program for Social Employees managed by National Council of Social Service in partnership with the Singapore Workforce Development Agency. SIM University and participating employers. This is a place and train program to support non-social services professionals through training and reskilling to become qualified social employees. 7. Employment Specialist Finally, if this book has inspired your interest in the subject of employment and career management, you can consider a job as an employment specialist. Companies are turning to various platforms to hire people but the most common one is still to engage recruitment agencies. If you have strong interpersonal skills and are able to connect eager employers with qualified candidates, you can consider becoming an employment specialist. To become an employment specialist, you will need some qualifications in human resources. Programs offered by the Singapore Human Resources Institute Academy will prepare you for this job. There are many other jobs that are in demand now, with some of them expected to grow rapidly in popularity over the next few years. Onet Online has detailed descriptions of the world of work and is used by job seekers, workforce development and HR professionals, students, researchers, and more. You can quickly find out which are the bright outlook occupations, these are the occupations expected to grow rapidly in the next few years. On Onet Online, you can also search occupations based on the skills you currently have or plan to acquire. Talking to fellow practitioners in your fraternity and attending industry-related events is another useful way of understanding workplace trends. Face-to-face -face interactions with them can keep you in touch with what's happening on the ground. You may even discover new career opportunities in the process. Upgrade and Upskill Knowing the workplace trends and the bright outlook occupations is a good start, but it is not enough. You also need to constantly upgrade and upskill to stay in the game. Your set of skills in your current field of work will keep changing over time. To become an MVP, the skills you acquire within and outside your workplace must be able to help you get promoted internally or clinch the next job opportunity. Remember Mark's story at the beginning of this chapter? It was the coaching skills he acquired outside his workplace that helped him get promoted. 
Another thing you ought to know is that the business cycle is getting shorter and somebody else could easily take over your job. It is not because he or she is younger or better than you. It is because the skills that person had marketed to your employer could help grow the company's business and take it further. It is always about creating and adding value. Remember what I told you in the preface of this book. Your most valuable financial asset is your earning power. It is your ability to achieve results that people will pay you for. That is why you need to constantly better yourself. You need to increase your value to stay employed and employable. According to a report from the World Economic Forum called The Future of Jobs, the top 10 skills that will be in demand by all employers in 2020 are Complex problem solving Critical thinking Creativity People management Coordinating with others Emotional intelligence Judgment and decision making Service orientation Negotiation And cognitive flexibility in addition, a survey from CareerBuilder showed that 77% of employers were seeking candidates with soft skills and 16% considered such qualities more crucial than hard skills. The top 10 most popular soft skills companies say they look for when hiring are 1. Candidate has a strong work ethic. 2. Candidate is dependable. 3. Candidate has a positive attitude. 4. Candidate is self-motivated. 5. Candidate is team-oriented. 6. Candidate is organized, can manage multiple priorities. 7. Candidate works well under pressure. 8. Candidate is an effective communicator. 9. Candidate is flexible. 10. Candidate is confident. Start by looking at your current skill sets. Are they strong enough to advance your career? Are they traversable and transferable? You can refer to the list of transferable skills in the appendix at the end of this book. Here are some methods I have been using to reinvent myself to stay relevant. You may want to consider adopting some of them for yourself. 1. Read often and read more. I am a voracious reader. I read everything that I have a keen interest in, technology, design, business, photography, career development, online marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, psychology, etc. I have an e-reader device, and I buy books of my interest almost every quarter. I take notes on the device and try to put the references into my training courseware. It is important to keep in touch with the trends and developments in your fields of interest, and reading regularly keeps you updated on these changes. 2. Make friends with subject matter experts. There are many subject matter experts around you, and they are usually willing to share with you what they know. Invite them out for coffee and pick their brains. They will be able to give you the big picture about what's going on in your space. When I first started out in training, I had no idea how to manage difficult participants. I approached a friend who was a senior trainer. He gave me some tips in classroom management that were so useful, I am still using them today. 3. Play around with new stuff. In our fast-paced technological society today, we are constantly exposed to many new apps, new devices, new technology, etc. Many of these new things, especially the apps, can be downloaded into our smartphones and tablets for trial use. Even if you decide that you don't like them, at least you've given them a try. Playing and experimenting with new objects and experiences helps make you more receptive and creative. By testing out these new apps and devices, you can stay updated on the latest trends. Keeping yourself open to new ideas and approaches can help you develop your problem-solving skills to deal with the new challenges that arise in our modern world. 4. Attend trade conferences. We learn from the books we read and the people we meet. A good place to meet new people and learn is a trade conference. You will meet thought leaders, experts and practitioners under one roof. 5. Take courses, online and offline. Learning is a lifelong journey and the best investment is to invest in your personal development. Take time to attend courses to refresh or re-energize yourself. Today, there are many massive open online courses, MOOCs, available that you can take up for free or a small fee. You can easily attend courses offered by top universities 
educational organizations and training providers. Coursera and Udemy are my favorite MOOC platforms. By the way, are you aware that you can use your skills future credit to pay for some of these MOOCs? Besides MOOCs, offline courses conducted by a trainer in a classroom are another effective way to improve your skills. You can practice what you learn on the spot and receive feedback from your trainer and fellow participants. 6. Teach and train others. The best way to really learn something is to try to teach it to others. This will reinforce what you have learned and sometimes by doing this, you will learn new things from others. Years ago, I had an opportunity to train employees from various startup companies on designing and delivering sales pitches. When the participants applied the presentation methods to showcase their ideas, I learned lots of new ideas in return. Be proactive, not reactive. I hope you can adopt some of the above methods to develop and upgrade yourself in and out of the workplace. Please remember that nobody will tell you what to learn, what jobs to take or who to meet. You need to be proactive and always on the ball to stay in the game. Employers usually recognize employees who are proactive, not reactive. Companies believe that proactive employees are able to provide more solutions, unlike reactive ones who always complain about management or business processes. To become an MVP, be proactive to increase your productivity at work. When you take an active role in the workplace, you will inevitably perform better and get noticed by your boss. Here are some helpful tips on how to be more proactive. 1. Participate actively. MVPs actively involve themselves in activities that allow them to showcase their expertise. If you love taking photographs, you can volunteer to take pictures at internal events. The more opportunities you have in showing your expertise, the higher your visibility becomes. 2. Readily help others. MVPs help others without being asked. If you notice that a fellow colleague has stalled in preparing a presentation deck, offer your assistance if you are capable of undertaking the task. In other words, render help only when you are proficient. Otherwise, this can backfire. 3. Organize and prioritize your tasks. There are many tasks to be completed in your work, but only some of them need to be given high priority. You need to organize them and identify the ones that need your immediate attention. If you are able to prioritize your tasks, your superiors are more likely to give you the important jobs which will allow you to shine. 4. Anticipate potential issues. MVPs are able to anticipate and solve potential problems. You should be able to foresee and solve potential issues before they arise using your expertise. This shows others that you know what you're doing. Don't resist change, embrace it. In part 1 we've looked at how the game is changing. But instead of resisting change, we should embrace it. Only by embracing change will you be able to face the new challenges in the corporate world and remain employable. Now that you know how to stay in the game, let's take a look at how you can own the game and become an MVP. End of part 1. Knowing the arena. Part 2. Owning the game. Chapter 3. The new players. You always do what you want to do. This is true with every act. You may say that you had to do something, or that you were forced to, but actually, whatever you do, you do by choice. Only you have the power to choose for yourself. W. Clement Stone. The Hybrid Worker. In the past, it was very common for people to hold one job under one employer, which would last a long time, perhaps even their entire lifetime. Today, most of us can expect to have a range of different jobs in our lifetime. We are now seeing that more employers are seeking employees with hybrid skills to perform job roles. A new labor market analysis commissioned by Bentley University has discovered that in 2016, for many industries, specialty skills, concept assigned to dedicated positions, are now expected and required across several job categories. The successful employee of tomorrow will need to combine soft skills with hard, technical skills. The employee needs to be master of many skills in order to begin satisfying the growing list of requirements of the hybrid job. Some examples of hybrid jobs include forensic technologist, digital storyteller, and marketing automation manager.
The DNA of an MVP MVPs are able to attract job opportunities regardless of how the economy is performing. They are able to optimize the probability of success in seeking employment using both soft and hard skills combined. MVPs have five distinctive qualities that make them most valuable to their employer. These five qualities are personality, adaptability, authority, visibility and traversability. The first quality is personality. MVPs are highly employable because they have great personalities. They have a positive work attitude and communicate very well with other people. They do well as both individual and team contributors. MVPs also know how best to obtain consensus from fellow team members. They understand that they need to win others over before they can influence them. They know how to play the game of influence and work with their fellow team members to score. The DNA of an MVP MVPs are able to attract job opportunities regardless of how the economy is performing. They are able to optimize the probability of success in seeking employment using both soft and hard skills combined. MVPs have five distinctive qualities that make them most valuable to their employer. These five qualities are personality, adaptability, authority, visibility and traversability. 1. Personality. MVPs are highly employable because they have great personalities. They have a positive work attitude and communicate very well with other people. They do well as both individual and team contributors. MVPs also know how best to obtain consensus from fellow team members. They understand that they need to win others over before they can influence them. They know how to play the game of influence and work with their fellow team members to score. 2. Adaptability. MVP's winning personality brings them many great opportunities at work. Some of these opportunities might entail a significant change to their status quo, but MVPs are highly adaptable. To MVPs, changes are valued and seen as opportunities instead of stumbling blocks. They are able to take on new positions and remain focused on the game. 3. Authority. MVPs' great personality and high adaptability make them strong leaders and role models for their fellow team members. MVPs will take the opportunity to lead initiatives at work, displaying their know-how and experience in front of their fellow team members. In the process, they show others how well they can play the game and dictate the rules with authority. 4. Visibility. Once MVPs have established authority, they will start to gain visibility both inside and outside the workplace. To make themselves more visible, MVPs showcase their stellar results in both their internal and external playing fields using multiple platforms. 5. Traversability. MVPs understand that in this ever-changing job landscape, opportunities favor those who are prepared. Therefore, they will never stop upgrading their skills and acquiring new ones. They are prepared to move to another position upward, downward, or across playing fields. These are the five qualities you will need to start owning the game. In the next five chapters, I will discuss how you can develop these qualities at work to become an MVP. Chapter 4. Personality. What you have. What you are. Your looks. Your personality. Your way of thinking. Is unique. No one in the world is like you. So capitalize on it. Jack Lord. The story of Paul and Cindy. Paul is a department manager who has been with his company for less than 10 years. Those who worked under his supervision have found him very caring and supportive. Paul's team members liked him very much because he talked the talk and walked the walk. Even staff members from other departments expressed a desire to join his team. His peers perceived him as an excellent advisor whenever they needed help resolving operational issues. Paul's likable personality and good people skills always placed him before other internal candidates for promotion. People called him Paul the Performer. I was fortunate to have Paul as my direct reporting manager before I went to another department. During my interdepartmental transition, I got to know Cindy. Cindy has been the human resources manager since the company started operating 20 years ago. 
She managed her department with an iron fist and treated her reporting staff members as if they were new recruits in the military. Her staff members were only allowed to take orders from her, and people called her the matron who makes your life miserable. Nobody liked her. In fact, there were many problems in her department such as tension, poor communication, and unmet expectations. Her department had the highest attrition rate of the company, which surprised many people because part of the responsibilities of the human resources team is staff retention. These problems would not have surfaced if Cindy were to have a proper understanding of herself and others. Years later, when the company underwent some manpower restructuring, Paul was promoted but Cindy was not. Paul and Cindy show us that personality and performance are closely related at work. An abrasive and hostile personality at work can cause undesirable outcomes such as high turnover and job dissatisfactions, while a warm and caring personality can lead to positive outcomes. What is personality? Before we tackle the question of how to achieve positive outcomes at work with our personality, let's first answer one question. What is personality? Personality is the typical pattern of thinking, feeling and behaviors that make a person unique. The word personality comes from the Latin word persona, which originally referred to a theatrical mask. In ancient Rome, actors wore masks to change their appearances and personify different characters in a performance. Nowadays, personality refers to the combination of characteristics or qualities that forms an individual's distinctive character. It also shapes our behavior and affects our perception on things and events. Once, I was at an art exhibition where I decided to make some new friends. The MC for the evening was standing meters away from me and our eyes met, so I walked up to her and introduced myself. After finding out my profession, the MC wanted to introduce me to another guest who was in the same profession as me. I accepted her kind gesture and followed her to look for the other guest. Along the way, she chanced upon some acquaintances of hers. She quickly walked up to them and started talking. I soon realized that she had totally forgotten about me. At that moment, I had two thoughts. She might have forgotten that I was there, or perhaps she had decided that I was not qualified to know her contact. That second thought is what a depressed person might think. In the end, I chose to think that she had unintentionally forgotten about me and walked away quietly. I told myself that I did enjoy my earlier conversation with her, and would continue my attempt at making new friends around the hall. I left the exhibition in high spirits that evening, having met many new acquaintances. What's your personality type? Our perception can have a big influence on the way we feel, and the root of our perception lies in our personality. This is why we need to understand our personality so that we can take control and create positive change. So how do we find out our personality? Well, one way we can assess our personality is to use personality tests designed by psychologists. Some of the more famous tests include the Four Temperaments Test, the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator MBTI, the Kiersey Temperament Sorter, the DISC Assessment, and many others. Out of these tests, I have used the DISC assessment most often, mainly to screen potential candidates and communicate with my team when I was a manager. The test was developed by researchers at the University of Minnesota in the early 70s. I enjoyed using it because it is non-judgmental and helps people discuss their behavioral differences at work. The objective of the DISC assessment is to examine an individual's behavior in relation to their environments. The assessment was modeled after the DISC model that was first explained in Emotions of Normal People by Dr. William Moulton Marston in 1928. According to Marston, people are motivated by four intrinsic drives that direct behavioral patterns, dominance, inducement or influence, submission or steadiness and compliance or conscientiousness, or DISC for short. Every individual has these four key drives. But very often, one key drive is fundamentally exhibited more than the others. This domination of behavior is the key factor in deciding the individual's personality. The four drives also blend with one another to make the individual unique. In the same organizational environment, people of the same personality pattern are likely to get along well. After all, birds of a feather flock together.
let's look at the four types and how one type relates to another. People with high Ds represent about 18% of our population. This group is typically driven and ambitious. They are highly confident and task-oriented people whose main goal is to get to the bottom line as quickly as possible. Scores matter most to them. They would prefer to lead than follow and usually take on the role of team captain. They value respect and tangible results. However, their weakness is a tendency to overstep authority and challenge the status quo in the workplace. Individuals with high eyes represent about 28% of our population. These individuals are very talkative and sociable. Outgoing and people-oriented. They love to interact and trust others naturally. They value admiration and recognition. When they score a goal, they will seek recognition from their adoring supporters. However, this group is likely weaker when it comes to finer details, which may sometimes affect their work performance. High S people make up about 40% of our population. They are usually passive, loyal and process-oriented individuals. They enjoy helping or supporting other people and working together as a team. These are the playmakers in the game who lead attacks or bring fellow players to a goal. These people are also proficient at multitasking and bringing their tasks to fruition. They value friendliness and sincere appreciation. The main weakness of a person with high S is that he or she tends to take more time than others to react to change. Finally, individuals with high Cs represent about 14% of our population. They are usually analytical, precise and detail-oriented. They have high standards for themselves and others. They are the ones who stick fast to the rules of the game. They value trust and integrity. However, these people are less willing to talk about their feelings. So which one are you? Are you a Type D, Type I, Type S, or Type C? From what I have described, you can roughly guess which type you are. But if you want to be sure, you can take a DISC assessment to know your personality better. Not only is the DISC assessment a handy way to understand your own personality type, it's also a useful way for you communicate with others. If you know someone's personality type and behavior style, you can adjust your communication style with them to minimize conflict and build a better relationship. For instance, when you are relating to a high D person, you have to be brief, concise, and to the point. You need to show them that you are efficient by sticking to business. In other words, you need to focus on solving the problem without wasting their time. When interacting with a high-eye person, allow them to talk, value their opinion and willingly share information in return. With this group, you need to be supportive and provide details to transform their ideas into action. Interacting with a high-S person takes some time, as they are a little slower to warm up to others. You should try to be appreciative and be their friend. Try not to be critical when relating to a high-C person. Don't try to be more right than them. You need to provide reassurance that their plans are right to win them over. Sometimes, you might find that a person has two dominant behavioral traits. If this happens, don't worry, just adjust your communication style to accommodate the two dominant traits. Behavioral differences at work can make or break your job. But if you understand how to tailor your interactions with others according to their personality type, you can turn things in your favor. Remember Paul and Cindy at the beginning of this chapter? Your behavior at work can make or break your job. Personality and performance are closely related. An abrasive and hostile personality at workplace can lead to turnovers and job dissatisfactions, as we've seen in Cindy's case at the beginning of this chapter. It is also the root cause of all tensions. On the other hand, Paul was able to endear himself to his co-workers with his kind and supportive personality. By working well with his fellow team members, Paul's productivity, as well as the quality of his work actually increased. If you want to perform well at work too, try adopting the following personality traits of an MVP. 1. Patient. Be patient and try not to be easily ruffled. When you are patient, you will present yourself as a mature person who is capable of assuming greater responsibilities. 2. Easygoing. 
be easygoing and adapt to new situations. Easygoing people are more likely to make friends with their receptive personality. 3. Relaxed. Learn to relax and not to stress easily. When you are relaxed, you will be able to carry out your tasks with a clear mind. 4. Sensitive. Be sensitive to others' feelings. Listen carefully to what they have to say and speak kindly in response. 5. Open-minded. Be ready to take constructive criticism. When you are able to take constructive criticism, you will be seen as someone who strives for excellence. 6. Non-judgmental. Adopt a non-judgmental attitude in your work role. People will be more likely to seek your help when they know that you are fair and unbiased. 7. Approachable. Be approachable and strive to work well with others. When you are approachable, you will become the go-to person for support. These seven things can easily be recalled with the acronym PERSONA. Remember, MVPs always present a wholesome persona when interacting with others in the workplace. You should too. What you think will affect what you do and feel. Besides presenting a wholesome persona in the workplace, MVPs are essentially optimists. Unlike those who grumble that roses have thorns, MVPs are grateful that thorns have roses. It is just the way they choose to think. They know that what they think will affect what they do and feel. They are mindful that negative thoughts can contribute to higher stress levels and affect their performance. Imagine you are going on a business trip. On the day of departure, you suddenly find yourself caught in traffic when you are on your way to the airport. The traffic ahead is slow moving and the clock is fast ticking. You are likely to feel anxious and stressed, maybe even frustrated because you did not expect a traffic jam. Your mind and body go into overdrive as you start focusing on what might happen. You might miss the flight and arrive late at the business meeting, or you might leave such a bad impression on your prospective client that he decides to sign the deal with your competitor instead. Even if your thoughts don't spiral into worst-case scenarios, they can cause you to think that the rest of the itinerary won't go well. Such negative thought patterns can have an intense effect on your physical and mental well-being. This is why you need to begin paying attention to your thought patterns so that you do not let the same negative images replay in your mind. You need to become more aware of your thought patterns. There is a field in psychology known as Cognitive Behavioral Therapy CBT which is a kind of talking therapy that helps a person to manage his or her problems by changing the way he or she thinks and the way he or she behaves. CBT is a practice used mainly for treating mental disorders, but I have found it a useful method that everyone can use to deal with negative thoughts when they arise. Here are some simple steps you can follow to eliminate negative thoughts. 1. Pause your thoughts. Let's use the above example of getting caught in the traffic jam. The moment you hear that little voice inside your head telling you, damn, I'm going to miss my flight. My client won't be happy if I'm late. He might call off the deal, quickly pause those thoughts. Then take a few deep breaths before you move on to the next step. 2. Delete negative thoughts. Ask yourself, is this a helpful thought? If the answer is no, ask yourself instead. What would be helpful at this point in time? When you pause and become aware of your internal dialogue, you can choose how to continue. You will then be able to delete your negative thoughts and shift your thinking to the positive. Tell yourself something like, it is going to be alright. This too will pass. Or, I am doing the best I can. Or, thank you for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. The last phrase in particular is a simple yet powerful one, because when one feels grateful, one cannot simultaneously have feelings of anger, frustration, worry or fear. Keep taking deep breaths. 3. Focus on the present moment. How your client is going to react to your being late is totally beyond your control. Who knows? Perhaps your client is also caught in something and may not be in the office when you arrive? There is no point worrying about what you can't control. Instead of focusing on those negative thoughts, 
Bring your mind into the present moment by focusing on something else, like those deep breaths that you have been taking all this time. 4. Take action. Sometimes, the best thing you can do to delete negative thoughts is to take positive actions that keep you moving forward. You can either read a self-help book or motivational quotes. That is what I do. These are distractions that can take your mind off the traffic jam while also helping you prepare for the meeting itself. Remember that what you think will affect what you do and feel. You need to think positively so that you can interact with people better at the workplace. Although mental and emotional habits can be difficult to change, it can be done. All you need is practice to get better at positive thinking. When you are able to manage your emotions, you will then be able to make sound decisions and communicate with people effectively.